What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bitches Who Wine. I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And we are your hosts for this show. Um, Maddie, can you just talk a little bit about what our show is going to be about? What is Bitches Who Wine? Why do we wine? What kind of wine is it? Is it crying? Is it drinking? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, all of the above, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Bitches Who Wine, uh, we are going to be talking about, oh God, everything and anything. Um, we're he just here to whine about shit, honestly, while drinking wine at the same time. Um, what kind of wine are you drinking today? Well, tonight, um, I actually, okay, normally I would drink Prosecco because that's my fave. Um, and I was fully intending on grabbing a bottle of Prosecco on my way home from work today. Uh, but the sketchy Hy-Vee liquor store that I stopped at, um, did not have any sort of champagne. <laughs> so how did they not have any champagne? Because like, it's not that like is, it's not like it's an obscure beverage. I feel like you can find <laughs> that at the gas station at this point. Okay. They did, but they had like Andre and like, I just am not a big Andre fan. So this guy yeah, talked no, me into like it. a bottle of peach bubbly Moscato that was $7. So that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Scale of one to 10. How is it? Um, Honestly, it's not that bad. I would say like a six. Just describe it. Um, it's more sweet than I would normally drink. That's why I like Prosecco, because it's just kind of bubbly and not, like, overly sweet. But this is, yeah. it's a little more than what I usually drink. But it's still good. I'll I'll still drink the whole bottle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still worth the buy. Heard. Yes. All right. What are you drinking, Tharpy? Well, I planned ahead and <laughs> bought the typical... Prosecco that we would drink, I figured we were going to start off the first episode with, like, <laughs> our drink. The drink that we both have together all the time. So I've got a bottle of La Marca Prosecco that I'm sipping down. It's bubbly, it's crisp, and it's everything I wanted. And so it's a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> I feel I feel like you just took a shot at me, but it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I was fully intending on getting some of that, and then it just didn't work out. So here we are. I'm it failing before we even start. <laughs> <laughs> Your taste buds just get to suffer a little bit tonight. That's okay. Uh, still good, though. Still good, though. Still good. It's wine. I mean, there <laughs> is wine that I've met that I didn't like, but most of them I'm okay with. That's fair. But it's okay. Whatever. Besides besides Prosecco, what's your go-to? My go-to wine? Yeah. Um, I like a rosé, especially in the summertime. And I'm in the south, and it's, you know, like 95 degrees every single day. So it's, I think it's nice and refreshing on a hot day. Um, but in the winter, I do like a Pinot Noir or a Cabernet. I'll you go for the like occasional Sauvignon Blanc, but... Mostly rosé and pinot. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like besides Prosecco, you and I have very different wine tastes. Like, by no means am I a connoisseur, like, at all. But <laughs> I try to like, pretend like I know shit about wine, but <laughs> literally I hear people talking. I work at a <laughs> private country club on Hilton Head Island, and these people know their wine. They will sit there yeah. and they'll talk about how like a certain flavor lingers on the sides of your tongue (laughs) and this other flavor sticks to the cheeks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I I don't know. It tasted like grape. I don't know. (laughs) Like I don't understand. I've never once sat somewhere and took a drink of anything or eaten anything and been like, Hmm, this flavor really lingers on the the cheeks, cheeks. (laughs) the cheeks. (laughs) <laughs> those cheeks do be feeling it <laughs> i've never heard that before <laughs> oh my gosh but that's just how it is like if okay. you know wine you know wine yeah so maybe we don't but we know how to wine we know how so. to wine that is evident <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that that's what got us here <laughs> love that So, uh, yeah, we both we'll, we'll get into the whole situation of me and Maddie. Basically, we're both in the service industry, if we haven't said that already. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to go through and kind of talk about what your experience in the service industry is? Um, yeah. So, like you said, you work currently at a very nice, bougie members only club and I work on the less classier side um I currently am working at um a little uh Mexican restaurant but it's not like your like traditional Mexican restaurant it's like a little more I would say like modern and kind of like a little cutesy place like literally people come to take like photos with our neon signs and it's more of like yeah, a Tex-Mex like it's very place. it's very like, aesthetically pleasing yeah it's super cute say. um but um that's where I'm at currently um and I'm actually managing there instead of you know serving and bartending which I also end up serving and bartending as a manager but um so I'm kind of on a different end of things but I have um worked in many of establishments in my day but this is my current situation so lovely (laughs) do you like managing more than you liked serving and bartending you know yeah it's such a tough question because sometimes yes and sometimes no because like everyone at where I work like makes bank (laughs) So I'm just like, so low-key get kind of jealous sometimes because I'm like, I know I could make some mm-hmm. killer money serving tables mm-hmm. and stuff, but I'm I'm not. And I'm just like doing a little bit of everything, but don't mm-hmm. get tipped for it, which like I'm salary, so it's fine. Like I'm not like hurting right. for money or anything, but it's just, it's very different because this is my first like official management position. So I've always been on the other side. So it's quite the adjustment, but I do like it. It just depends on the day. Yeah, I totally get that, though. (laughs) Like 
at my club, we are a non-tipping facility. So basically, yeah. it's just a privilege that the membership gets is to not have to tip. They're not required to do 20% or anything like that. We make right. um, a proper wage. We're, none of us are salaried unless you're a manager or something like that. But we all make like a decent, livable, well above minimum wage. Um, but I know exactly what you mean. Like I'm working the same hours as servers on the Island and doing and, and doing the same things. Like I'm bartending, I'm on my feet all day. I'm running around. Um, and this area is just such a big tourist area that I'm, I always Mm -hmm. in the summer just kind of like think about, Hmm, like, is it smart for me to be at the private club or would it make more sense for me to be serving at a restaurant and bartending at a restaurant? Like I would be making bank all the time. Especially because you're in that like touristy area. Like you're in pretty much like a beachside location and I'm here in the middle of central Iowa in downtown. So very very different for sure iowa and south carolina are not the same (laughs) but (laughs) but even within you know like you working at the country club or working at a restaurant in like a different area or like not you know like working just like a regular restaurant like i bet the crowd is just so different even within your your metro area or wherever you're at you know yeah it definitely is different and the rules are different. Oh, yeah. I can't say certain things to customers or members. And it's very specific, very, very formal. We have specific ways that we have to do table service and that kind of thing. Um, opposed to a random restaurant where you're just tossing out plates and doesn't matter, throwing some extra napkins in the middle of the table, calling it a day. Like, we have a full proper way of setting the table clearing the table and the membership knows the etiquette of how it's all supposed to be done so certain members if you do it incorrectly they will notice right like it's such a process it is specific it it is i get it because i mean they're paying for this experience and not everywhere on the island does it and it is a luxury and it's nice to be able to have it so I understand completely why they want Mm -hmm. it but it's so interesting going from working at an IHOP and a dive (laughs) bar and a bar and grill to now serving fine dining like literally fine dining it's such a difference so you said there's like certain things that you can't say to a member like what's an example of something that you like can't say Yeah, so one thing that I got called out on very quickly was me saying, you guys. Oh, my God. I couldn't. I took an an order for a table, and then the food came out, handed it out to everybody, and I said, is there anything else I can get for you guys? And it was a table full of ladies, and this one lady who I was kind of warned about prior to serving her – Um, they, people, when you work in a club and you have a specific group of members that you see all the time, they just like, no, it's, 
the exact same as having regulars in your restaurant. So everyone knows how they are. So they kind of, you know, warn you a little bit of how they will respond to certain things and what their expectations are. But so this one lady, she goes, well, you can do one thing and you cannot call us you guys anymore. They want to be called. If it's a group of ladies, they want to be called anything else I can get for you ladies. Or are you all doing okay? You know, you refer to the men as gentlemen or anything like that. I, I have clung to you all. Y'all doing okay? Anything else I can get for you all? That kind of thing. Right. Because I don't think I could ever be caught dead saying like, anything else I can get for you ladies? Like, I just feel like that's kind of condescending. So I go with you all. But that was like week one or two of me working there that she said, you cannot call us you guys anymore. Like, that's what you can do for us. And I Straight said, okay. to the point. <laughs> I said, all right, you got it. Like, I I understand. <laughs> You'll never hear that come out of my mouth again. I'd learned. Right. Real well, quick. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's just formal. Well, now that you say that, like, I say that every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. And I try not to, I try not to say, like, ma'am sir like you late like ladies because you can't like just assume things anymore and i very much have like said like here you go ladies and it's like definitely a dude at the table you know what i mean so (laughs) now i'm like super but back in the day (laughs) but like it's also goes to show the difference between the midwest and the south i mean like me saying Mm -hmm. yes ma'am i say yes ma'am and yes sir all the time now in my daily vocabulary just because that's what we've I've learned there and where you are in the Midwest and where I grew up in the Midwest and everything if someone said yes ma'am to you you'd be like holy shit how old do they think I am (laughs) you know what I mean yes but like yes ma'am and yes sir goes for any age and like in the Midwest, it would be considered rude, I feel like, to say yes, ma'am or yes, sir, to someone under the age of like 40. Like, I feel like someone yeah. under the age of 40 would take offense to that. Here, it's like offensive if you don't say yes, ma'am or yes, sir. That's so wild. Like, people aren't going to be pissed at you if you don't say that, but like, it is just such a common way to talk to people you're right though i mean my so my boyfriend trent was actually just telling me about this like a couple weeks ago he's like i was at the store like getting something and the lady called me sir and he was so offended he's like do i really look that old and i'm like i never really thought about it that way but it is kind of funny but it's just interesting I feel like I say y'all all the time now because I'm just trying to be like inclusive but not say you guys because I feel like I always say that so I try to switch it up a little bit but I'm like in the middle well, of Iowa like can I say y'all or does that make me sound like I'm trying to be so southern not? no I don't think that makes you sound like you're trying to be southern I feel like that's something that everyone has started to say for years like that's not a new word but also I think, though, that I think if you were at a table in the Midwest serving at the restaurant that you work at Mm -hmm. and you were 
saying something about anything else I can get for you guys. And it's a group of people at a table, all mixed gender, not anything specific. I feel like that would be fine. I feel like yeah. our generation kind of like understands that you guys or guys or anything like that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean like identify someone as male. It just True. is like another term for you all. But yeah. for the older generations, which is what I'm serving, mm-hmm. I serve people probably between the ages of at the youngest, maybe like 35 and up. Mostly people in their 50s, 60s, 70s yeah. is my typical clientele. They're not used to being called you guys. Like they want ladies and gentlemen and folks and that kind of thing. Yeah. You all formal so just kind of like give us a background on your your serving experience and in the service industry like where have you worked before besides the country yeah (laughs) so my first job ever was at an IHOP in (laughs) Illinois I love this and (laughs) it's so it's such a stupid job like we love IHOP, though. We love IHOP. I love a late night IHOP. <laughs> yeah, you IHOP do. is honestly <laughs> only good at like 8 a.m. or 2 a.m. Like, I, can I can't go to that. IHOP any later than that. And, but it's like best at 2 a.m. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but that was my first job. And I started off as a host there. Um, And we were the first group of people to work in that building. So the training process was actually really fun because the cooks, the servers, the hosts, there was probably 30 of us that just sat in the booth for two weeks and we just got paid um, our hourly wage from nine to five and took tests and learned building. To open a new restaurant, yeah. I didn't know that. I knew you worked there. I didn't know you were, like, the first of the staff. No, I was literally, like, the OG. And, (laughs) yeah, so we... (laughs) It was really fun because we'd be sitting there. It was so funny looking back at it now, though, because it's literally IHOP. Like, pancakes, eggs, bacon, IHOP. And we're sitting there for two weeks doing, like, tests. (laughs) Like, we're taking written exams (laughs) about serving at IHOP and working at IHOP. But whatever. It was kind of fun. And we got to do a little bit of role playing through it. Because everyone that was working there, most of the servers and the hosts, it was most of our first jobs. I got the job at IHOP. And then I recruited, like, three of my friends to apply there, too. (laughs) So it was a bunch of just young people, their first jobs ever, yeah. and we just got to sit and practice for two weeks, which was so nice, opposed to just initially like getting thrown to the wolves with your first serving job and having to serve real customers. Yeah. And then, too, like the cooks obviously had to train and learn and practice, and so they cooked everything on the menu like twice a day and they cooked multiple Ugh. items of everything. Did you get to and eat And so it? we would have two, yeah, we would have two Ugh. breaks in the day where we just got to go walk down the line and grab whatever we wanted Yum. because they also wanted us to be able to taste everything so that we could talk about it to yeah. the guests. And that was something that got 
railed into my head since I started serving was that you're not serving customers, you're serving guests. (laughs) I love that. Like, yeah, but I kind of get it because it is a little bit like nicer. It's nicer sounding than a customer. Right. It's a guest. Welcome. I love that. Um, So I started there. I worked my way a little bit. I started serving um, after a few months. And then this is the crazy part, though, about my IHOP (laughs) (laughs) saga, I guess we could say. So I am just a stunning employee. I am probably MVP everywhere I go. Uh, And how that worked out for me, (laughs) how that worked out for me at IHOP was I was just so good at hosting. I was so good at serving that they decided my 18 year old ass during the summer should obviously be the overnight (laughs) manager. (laughs) Except I wasn't like officially the overnight manager. I just clocked in as some as someone who was making like $10 an hour because I didn't they didn't train me. They didn't train me. I wasn't officially the manager because they were searching for one because our overnight managers always quit. So legally, I was not allowed to be in that restaurant alone. Like I, I was unsupervised. I was not a supervisor. I was unsupervised, but they didn't give a <laughs> shit. So. I'm I'm there managing overnight, which basically means I'm sitting at a booth by the kitchen or like chatting to the cooks and the servers from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And we would see some wild shit in there that I'll get into at a later episode because I definitely have some like 3 a.m. IHOP <laughs> stories. But oh my God. Yes. the worst part about it was that because I was MVP and such an asset to this team... I would work 6 (laughs) p.m. to 6 a.m. And then I would take a lovely little stroll to my car at 6 in the morning to sleep in there for three hours and then walk back in at 9 a.m. to serve 9 to 4. I, that makes me cringe. Yeah. And I was. How the hell? How is, okay, is, how is that legal? Bitch. They let me, I I stayed there overnight. That wasn't legal either. Do you think they cared? It's IHOP, man. Were you 18? I was 18. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, there's like child labor laws and shit, so you got to be careful. Well, but this is a (laughs) shitty thing. So, like, I blame my parents slightly. I am not one to, it's, I'll say this and it's going to be really stupid because our podcast is literally about complaining but I don't complain (laughs) a lot and be serious about it (laughs) like if I'm sick I'm sick whatever brush it off like I'll get past it if something's hard whatever brush it off I'll get past it I but I really don't sit there and be like I need to quit this fucking job because it's horrible unless I actually mean it like I will not be saying that unless it's genuinely true And so I would come home to my parents prior to me doing the night shift. And I'd be like, this job is just not good. Like we're not making good money. They're treating us unfairly. They're not giving good sections. Like we had to claim 20% of our sales 
before we were allowed to clock out, like our, the clock out ability literally wouldn't function if we didn't claim 20% of our sales, even if you didn't make 20% in tips. So it was just like we were getting money kind of stolen from us in a way from our taxes and that kind of thing. Like, and we would have to, and we would have to tip share for people who weren't doing their jobs. And it was just like a lot of bullshit. Um, so I would just complain to my parents about it and they'd be like, Oh, like you're fine. Taylor grow up. Like you're fine. It's a job. Be happy. You're working. Blah, blah, blah. The things that parents say until I started getting those schedules where it was 6 PM to 6 AM and then turn around, you're back at it again at 9 AM. They were like, "Mm, yeah, I guess you're right. That is kind of shitty. Like, you guess I'm right? Like, I wasn't complaining just to hear myself talk (laughs) about it. I was genuinely like, no, like, this job is concerning. Like, I shouldn't be in here alone. (laughs) But it built character, and, like, now it gave me stories and continued to build my work (laughs) ethic. The bright side. (laughs) So then after IHOP, I – um, my next job after that was – um, where I met Miss Maddie Young at Sports Page. Oh, there was nothing Bar in between. No, because I worked that through high school, and then I went to oh, college shit. and started working there. I guess, I guess I just thought there was something else in between. Wow. No, but I'm yeah, so mom. Sports Page was the next one, <laughs> and um, oh, my first sports day page. at Sports Page. <laughs> to anyone listening that knows who I'm about to talk about. You will understand <laughs> the trauma <laughs> that came with me. <laughs> my first day of sports page was doing expo, which for those of you not in a service industry, you're not sure what that means. Basically means your job is to stand by the window of the kitchen, pull tickets and organize the meals per table and call food runners, mm-hmm. make sides of like ranch, honey mustard, salads, that kind of thing make soups for the servers, call their name and make sure their food gets ran to the table properly. Yeah. It's so it's short for, for expediting. So yeah. you basically just make, make sure everything looks good and it's like how it's supposed to be before it gets sent to the table essentially. So yeah, that job can be quite difficult, especially if you have no idea what's on the menu because it's your first day, which <laughs> it does kind of teach you what's on the menu, but when you're yeah. a vegetarian and you don't eat meat and you have all these burgers <laughs> flying at your face, it's a little bit intimidating. And then my <laughs> my trainer was a man named Alex Alberts. And he's just a character. He is yeah, lively him. and likes to crack a joke um, and has a wonderful sense of humor. But he can be a little bit much if you've never met him before. <laughs> but he did make me feel very comfortable. We got along quite quick, but it yeah. was just a lot all at once on my first day there. <laughs> and then I quickly worked my way up to becoming MVP there as well. You oh, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Working whoa. doubles on bar side all the time, left and right. Tharp, can you come in tonight? You got it. I will be there. And I don't <laughs> think you should throw around the MVP term quite yet. Um, you, you Even know. when I was a hot mess express, 
I gave 110%. Well, just remember who you're talking to, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie thinks she's the queen of sports page. (laughs) No, not quite. But But whatever. After sports page... (laughs) Well, still during sports page, I picked up a job at a dive bar called Mojo's and that job was just so fun. <laughs> I loved the crowd. I loved the fast paced action that you get and mixing drinks. And so that's where I learned to, I, I will not say with my experience now, I will not say I learned to become a bartender there. <laughs> I think I learned how to have good banter okay. with people there. And how to have like the bar etiquette, I guess you could say, like the conversations mm-hmm. and how to work quickly and how to multitask. I learned the etiquette okay. of it, but yeah. <laughs> I will not say I learned proper bartending there because the drinks that we were making compared to the next job that I got, which is where I'm at now at the country club, I'm a bartender. Like I make damn good drinks i know what i'm doing i know like legitimate measurements and what goes well with what and i actually know shit (laughs) opposed to you want a jaeger bomb all right line them up like (laughs) what what is that accent nobody talks like that and i okay a couple people talk a lot of people talk like that in (laughs) iowa (laughs) so okay yeah i would agree with that Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, this is definitely the classiest place that I've worked at oh, is for sure. the club now. Um, and I do kind of, but the, this is going back to what we were talking about, about like what I can say to people here and what I used to be able to say to people like at the dive bar, I could kick people mm-hmm. out if they just annoyed me. Like if I was tired of their face, I could kick them out really. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're much more in control of like the situation of like how, you're what you're gonna like put up with you know yeah and like now not that anyone gets too rowdy or rude or anything but sometimes but like (laughs) there's definitely like certain people certain conversations that are had that are just slightly uncomfortable like they think they're being nice and charming but it's like just an uncomfortable conversation yeah um or whatever and you you just aren't really able to escape it like you could right um at a different place but yeah it's really not bad at all i've i've (laughs) definitely working at mojo's you heard a lot there (laughs) oh absolutely yes (laughs) um okay well now we're up to speed on taylor's experience (laughs) well let's get Um, into yours um okay so my very first job um I think I was I was like 14 or 15 I believe Uh, I was working for my aunt and my uncle Um, they own a barbecue restaurant in the Des Moines area and when they first opened, they had, like, just a tiny little, like, it It was a shack. It was pretty much a shack that they bought and, like, renovated. And, like, there were, like, snakes in the attic and, like, all this crazy shit when they cleaned it out. Like, it was 
sketch. Um, but once it got cleaned out, whatever, it was just a little carryout joint. So I worked in the back because there, you know, there was no table service because there was no tables. It was all carryout only. So I worked in the back, portioning meat and like Ew. making massive batches of mac and cheese, which is a famous mac That's and cheese. That's literally right up your alley. It, it really is. And I was obsessed with it. Did it turn it you off of mac and cheese for a while at all? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Um, so I literally, I, I was like 14, so I couldn't drive. And it was like probably like a two minute drive from my house, but I was like, I can drive. So I rode my bike <laughs> and I would park my bike in the back and I would ride home. And usually it consisted of me walking my bike home because the way home was up a massive hill and it sucked. So I literally worked like six hours a week <laughs> until... I was probably like because of those child so. labor laws. Well, yeah, that too, and also like, I don't, it was my first job, and my mom's like, "You just need to do something." So I saved up all my gas money, and then when I turned sixteen, I was able to drive, and they ended up um, expanding their restaurant and actually expanded to like a full um, sit-down restaurant. Which at that point it was still counter service, so there wasn't any like waiting tables or anything, but I was like a food runner and I did some expoing and worked in the carry out area. So it was just a lot of like pretty much busing tables and running food. So, <laughs> but I worked there for like five years, like into college. And then my, right before you my had junior some, year of college, what? You had some familiar faces roll into smoky, smoky bees. To the barbecue joint. Some faces that the general public knows. Uh, Mr. Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> yeah, so they were on um, diners, drive-ins, and dives twice, actually. So Guy Fieri came in and did um, one show on them, and then he came back like a couple years later and did another one. So... Um, it's a Smokey D's is a restaurant if you didn't hear that. But um yeah, so it was it was a good way to like kind of get my feet wet in the service industry without like fully waiting tables and stuff. Um and then when I went to college, I worked there just over the summers and on Christmas break. And then um when I actually like literally moved to Indianola and got an apartment, um I decided to quit because I wasn't driving back to Des Moines for, you know, breaks and stuff anymore. And that is when I started my sports page journey. <laughs> and I also worked at sports page for about five years as well. Um, but it's a little bar and grill in Indianola. And I worked, I probably worked there for two, at least two years before you came in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you worked there longer than five years because I worked I worked there for like four, four and a half. I started in August of 2015. Right before junior year started. And you, that would have been what? Your fresh? August of 2015? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my freshman year. That was your year. freshman year. Okay, yeah. And then I started in August of 2016. Okay, so I guess it was only like a year. It feels like way longer than that. But yeah. anyway, 
It seemed like way longer than that. <laughs> so I started there because there was a girl in my sorority who I was roommates with. And she was like, hey, if you're looking for some extra money, like the restaurant I work at is hiring. Like I'd maybe been to Sports Page like once or twice in the two whole years I went to college in that town. I had never gone to Sports Page. Yeah, I don't think I ever <laughs> ate there prior to. No, never. Working there. Never. And so I was like, okay. So I went and applied and... I I got a call from the the GM and I was like this is like my first like real job interview so I was like I like looked nice <laughs> like <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> like for look- everyone that <laughs> does not know like this sports page interview consists of the general manager giving you a call and saying hey when can you come in to interview and you give him the time and then you show up for your interview and if you're like me and Maddie you wore something nice you know like a proper interview outfit whether that's like uh I remember what I wore pantsuit or like a like dress pants I remember exactly what I wore I wore a romper (laughs) and I wore a cardigan and I sat down at this booth with this like tattooed man was wearing it 51? a like baseball cap. It was, yeah, yeah, fifty one. Yeah, that's where I sat too. It was fifty one, <laughs> booth fifty one, and I sat down with this tattooed man wearing a baseball hat and shorts and like a t shirt or something like that. And <laughs> he basically said, "Here's our schedule." When and can like you work? Slid the schedule in front of me. <laughs> When can you start? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I and like, there, that is not an exaggeration. No, 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 it's not. It's the same for me. Like, I sent in, <laughs> I sent in a goddamn resume. <laughs> I think. Like, I dropped a resume off with my application and it had like some volunteering <laughs> I did in the past, my IHOP job, obviously. <laughs> I used to do um, what we called barn crew for this uh farm I used to do horseback riding at and I worked there for like years and years and years as a child <laughs> like I've sent in a resume <laughs> okay like I'm sorry I'm laughing but like it's it, so funny because it was so if like, you know you know but like not official. obviously yeah, if, if you, you have know, a job you know. interview like you should take it seriously and be professional but like just looking back on it now we're just like why did we do that but like you should do that you know like we were we were doing the right thing like we weren't being like dumb naive <laughs> kids like we were being smart professional yeah. people but <laughs> the job when you look back at it you're like that was just a scrubby little <laughs> restaurant in the middle of Iowa like but I love it so much why did we take it so seriously like it wasn't that deep my first job I literally wore I remember I remember where I was the night before and like when I got called for the interview I was at my ex-boyfriend's mom's house (laughs) and I was staying there for the summer and I remember like getting up in the morning I was like this is what I'm gonna wear and like showing his mom what I was gonna wear and it was like tan slacks like not quite khakis but like kind of and then this like flowy like floral shirt (laughs) it was like so and I like flats like tan flats that like 
Nobody even wore flats at that point, but I did. And it's the only reason I still had those flats was because I saved them for a job interview. <laughs> and so yeah, silly. so I I got hired there and I was um, just serving, waiting tables like a couple days a week and on the dining side. So this this restaurant that we were at had like there's like for sure a hierarchy, you know, like when you start, you start on the dining side because it's a slower like, pace. You could tell that there were favorites. Right. And the people that worked hard were the favorites. But like there was a hierarchy that you had to claw your way through. Literally. So like it's if you've never worked in the service industry before, like it's low key kind of cutthroat no matter where you're at. Like you have to like earn your spot. You have to like kind of d- be a bitch before you can like have a, a status. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to prove <laughs> yourself so much. You have to no matter where like, you are. You have to accept every day that they ask for you to work pretty much if you want to start getting like making the big bucks. You have to work every possible day that you can. Even if it's just like the worst day, like if you're right, jam packed, right, right. don't have time and they call you in on your day off, you have to say yes. And you have to be willing to do everything. Yeah. Like don't show fear. Don't show that you're not confident in it. Don't cry. You have to just <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> don't like show emotion. Oh, man. like you literally just have to establish yourself. Do absolutely everything. Right. Yeah, and you have to you just have to prove yourself. And then slowly but surely you'll start making your way into those sections that actually get you money. Right. And like like they're literally like, this place literally went in like a U shape of like this yeah. section. Like it like if you were all the way in the back dining side <laughs> like you had I hope everyone knew that they were the shittiest server if they were like taking the last tables on this side right but then if you were in like the front sections of bar side you were the leaders like you were the best people on the team like yeah you're right so taylor and i both have experienced the full swing of the sports page hierarchy which it quite quite honestly shaped me into a, a wonderful human being i will say um, <laughs> but so I started, we started on the dining side and it just depends on like your skill level, which like serving is not intellectually, it is not hard, but it is pretty high. Like everyone goes to a restaurant. Everyone understands the gist. Your guests sit down. Yeah. You walk up, introduce yourself, get drink orders, bring the drinks get the food orders, yeah. bring in the food, bring out the food, fill some drinks, bring the check. Like right. that like everyone knows how to do the job. Yes, it is not is very like easy. a hard thing when it comes down to what the tasks are, like what the right. steps are. But ab- actually executing it and being good at it, it can be a really apparently high Apparently is very difficult. Like it's very high stress yes. for sure. And some people just can't handle it. Right. So, you know, you get put on the dining side. So you can kind of like, you know, 
get get your footing, kind of get your feet wet a little bit, figure it out. Especially like for me, I had never actually like waited tables before because it's I've only worked in like a counter service where like counter service you go up to a register, you place your order, and like someone brings your food to you, but like they don't like wait on you, you know, so they don't like check on you. You know what I mean? So you don't like order stuff from someone who comes to visit your table. So we went to, uh, we were starting on the dining side and I think I was only on the dining side for about two, maybe three months, which like kind of sounds like a lot, but I was literally working like maybe two days a week, you know? So it really wasn't that much. And it was mostly just like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I kept the weekends off cause I was in college and I wanted to partied my face off so um <laughs> plus you were a little cheerleader yes so you yes. needed weekends off so you could like that's true go to the football games I was a football cheerleader to. yes so I did have to have Saturday nights off um and days because I mean we were there at the game from 11 to the game didn't even get over till probably close to four you know so I wouldn't have been able to make it in for a four o'clock shift so um I was probably on the dining side for about two or three months Worked my way over to the bar side, the magical bar side that seems magical bar side. unattainable at times. But um, it's it really did. Like, I remember <laughs> being able to serve. Like, I remember the first time I saw a 10 to 4, 4 to cut shift <gasps> on my Saturday schedule. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I'm going to be on bar side today. <laughs> like it was like it's like seeing a I've rainbow after it. a storm <laughs> it really is it's like they believe in me literally though <laughs> like, so like i did good <laughs> once you made your way over to the bar side you were like not quite the elite but you were you were on your way you know you were like <laughs> you weren't the chosen one but you were the selected one yes <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> And I remember I was on the bar side and then like at one point I just like never was on dining side ever again unless I was working like a morning and I had the entire dining side to myself plus the banquet rooms. And I was like, wow, these people really trust me to like not fuck shit up. Really though. (laughs) But I do feel like there were because it really did happen where it's like you basically you get your shift on the bar side and then you like don't ever leave right and like that's just your place right but i do feel like there were definitely there were certain shifts i don't know if i'm making this up or if this actually happened but i could be making this up because of just the sheer trauma that that place caused (laughs) me with how much they did rely on us i guarantee you there were shifts where i was on bar side on a busy saturday or friday night and they would like the host would be like, hey, like no one can take this eight top on dining side. Can you take it? Right. And you have. And it was like that first like two, two, four tops by the banquet mm-hmm. rooms. And you would have to like run from bar side to dining side to like take this order. And then you had to like run back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you had to just like I like I guarantee you that <laughs> happened a handful of times Seriously, because though. like you like again like it's not a hard like it's not a hard job but some people just can't do it and right it's a lot of multitasking so like some of the people like other people just like could not handle taking eight people at one table right (laughs) so yeah I mean 
it there was definitely you had to move your way up and then eventually I started bartending I'm not really sure the time frame of when I started bartending because like mind you this was I worked there for five years and I haven't worked there for at least two if not more like more probably closer to two and a half so um I started bartending but I know so I also worked at Mojo's the dive bar in Indianola I worked at Mojo's before you did Taylor and I never we never worked there together because I was done by the time she started but I worked on Tuesday and Sunday nights only and the occasional like Friday or Saturday if I got it off from sports page which hardly ever happened um and I worked eight to two on Tuesdays and Sundays while I was still in college and I can't remember if I started bartending at Mojo's before I started bartending at sports page I really couldn't remember I just remember um Kaylin being mad that I was bartending at Mojo's because he thought they were trying to steal me away and I was like dude I work there on the two days that I don't work at sports page (laughs) like relax like chill I'm not (laughs) trying to run away yet yeah so I mean I ended up bartending at both places um and I I'm so opposite from you like I I I low-key hated working at Mojo's like it was good money but I hated it which probably because I didn't work Fridays and Saturday nights like you had like the good nights where the payout was a lot different but like and like I had the nights that like all of my friends were there and like it was it was definitely good and then like I was working Wednesday nights and then Friday nights typically I feel like were you still in college at that time no, I started working at okay. Mojo's right after I graduated. Okay. Because I was working at Sports Page, yeah. like okay, five days a week. And I think I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it as much is because like I was there on like nights that I was like trying to like be a college student, but also like make money and do homework at a bar. <laughs> like so, it was my own fault. Very much self inflicted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did my homework there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, it wasn't yeah. me like working and, and doing after, my homework. After the whole like stalking situation happened and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Mojo's, <laughs> which isn't Mojo's fault. That's a story for another yeah, time. Um, I had a stalker for a bit, so we'll get to that down the road. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so then I was at Sports Page for until, God, December of... 2019 I think yeah my last my last shift of sports page was January 2020 yeah yeah so you were done shortly after I was um but yeah so then um I had other jobs that were not in the service industry and I took a little bit of a break um and then 2020 hit and the whole world fell apart and um I I'm back <laughs> back to the yeah. service industry uh, yeah <laughs> I did before I had the job that I have now I did get out of the service industry for yeah, about a year and a half um and I now I'm kind of like worried about like are we stuck in the service industry everyone always everyone always talks about how the service industry is addicting because you can make so much money and it's very flexible. 
I'll be interested to see what happens to us five years down the road. Because you're stuck. It's ingrained into my entire being. <laughs> I mean, but. like when you start working in it, and especially once you start bartending in it, when you can oh leave, God, yes. and like we were working at a small town area. Like we were not in a mm-hmm. city where you could make a ton of money. But it was a bad night at Mojo's yeah. if I didn't make minimum like 275 Yeah. And walk out with that in my pocket. Right, right. Well, we digress. I, as much as much as I miss sports page, um, I definitely like see the potential of money elsewhere now that I have been in a few other places since then. So I think it was 20, 2021. Yeah. It's 2022 right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2021 in March I needed to make some extra money so there was a new place that had opened close to my house in Altoona Iowa if you know where that is um it's called uh Brick and Ivy Rooftop um and I worked there from March to October again also only like two to three days a week because I had a full-time job at working at a gym at this time and I just wanted some extra cash and it was like five minutes away from my house I'm like why the fuck not um and I started serving there and I like quickly moved to bartending like within like a month probably and I was doing serving and bartending and working on the rooftop and I would like have the whole rooftop to myself like but it just nothing against the place it just wasn't working out for me so (laughs) I left in October I technically think I'm still on their payroll um but I haven't picked up a shift like ever so (laughs) I went to pick up shifts and then never picked up shifts that's what (laughs) happened to me at sports page it was like (laughs) like I got a full-time job and so it was like no I can definitely still work and then it was like yeah, I can definitely still do, like, a couple nights a week. Like, put me on on the weekends. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just go to pick up shifts. And then you pick up shifts for, like, a month. And then it's, you never <laughs> oh, hear from me again. I didn't even again. do that. I did not even pick up one shift. I think I picked up, like, two or three shifts in that last month. Like, my January shift, my January 2020 shift was a pickup shift. And I completely forgot that I even did that until I got my W-2s for that Mm -hmm. year. And I said, hmm, I worked at Sports Page this year. Yes. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think I picked up a couple shifts. Because I remember in 2020, I kind of freaked out because I had only been at my job that I left Sports Page for for like three months when I got laid off. And they're like, we're going to bring you back. And, like, obviously they never fucking did. But <laughs> I, w- I remember COVID. calling Kaylin on my way home from work that day when I got laid off. And I was sobbing. And I was, like, terrified that, like, we were all going to get fucking coronavirus and die. 
because we didn't know what the fuck was happening. I just I was terrified, quite frankly. But I remember calling him just yeah. like sobbing. And I was like, Caitlin, I need shifts because I lost my job. It I was need just a like job, so pathetic. Please yeah. help me. And he was like, okay. Like, I'm not going to have any money. <laughs> he was like, okay, it's fine. I'll be fine. I'm like, all right, sweet. And they definitely <laughs> did take care of us over there for sure. And especially I was like surprised at the shifts that I actually even did get because I wasn't even like a full-time employee there anymore. You know, like. So I think I worked once in like January or February before the world ended. And I think the last shift I worked there and it was literally just one was in like May of like 2020, like a full two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, good times, good times. Even when I left a brick and Ivy, like people would message me after I was like, I'll, I'll be on pickup shifts. People would message me be like, can you work for me? I'm like, fuck no, don't fucking call me. Like, <laughs> like absolutely fucking <laughs> not. I'm out of there. And now I said I'm on pickup. So I didn't have to have the awkward conversation yes. of me quitting. <laughs> like, and now, I want to leave on good terms. <laughs> now that I'm like thinking about it, I haven't got any like notifications from like the, like, employment app that they use so I'm, they must have taken me off the payroll yeah bitch, they removed you good they they're sick of you they're over you good. they're past Don't you call me ever again <laughs> you were not but mvp for them i was not mvp so um yeah and then now i'm at um rita's so this yeah. is my full circle full of circle. service industry well i think that kind of closes out our just intro to us in the service industry um you can expect a few more episodes about what our experience is there and some fun stories that we have because oh my god do we have some stories about many people that we've served in the in our careers oh my Um, god and they never stop they never stop like every day it's something in the few short months i've been at rita's i've got loads definitely loads but so we'll be sharing <laughs> but, those yeah. throughout the series and yeah i think it would be good though to move on to a next topic which i think should be our drink recommendation for the week Ooh. Mm-hmm. okay okay you go first i have to think about it Okay, so I just had some friends visiting from Chicago, and I made them a sangria. So it's, I mean, it's hot. It's summer. Nothing better than a nice, crispy, cold sangria, in my mind. So I used uh, red wine, a bottle of red Spanish wine, and then I used some dark pineapple rum, a little bit of orange juice, muddled apples and oranges um a touch of brown sugar and then you just let that sit for a few hours and then pour it into your wine glasses and pour some ginger ale on top brown sugar and it was absolutely yeah fancy absolutely stunning yeah i'm in that country club lifestyle (laughs) now so we don't cut corners okay cool that actually sounds amazing yeah i'll make you some um okay yeah that sounds amazing um wow uh i like so many things i think 
one of my oh thanks Trent he brought me more wine <laughs> thank you can't run out I wish I had a wine bitch in my life <laughs> you need to really need to get one <laughs> yeah um okay I think my drink of choice that I've been oh do you hear that get that get that full effect of this get that bottle. ASMR <laughs> um, do you hear the bubbly <laughs> So one thing that I have had in my fridge that I like constantly make, like when I get home from work, I'm just like, ooh, that sounds good. Which sometimes when I get home from work, it's like 1 a.m. But regardless, um, <laughs> I really love, so we have this tequila at the um, restaurant that I work at. And it's called 21 Seeds is the brand. And they make a uh, Valencia orange they make a grapefruit hibiscus, and then my favorite one is the cucumber jalapeno. Oh, it's so freaking good. So you can make a margarita with it if you want, uh, but one drink that I like to make with it is uh, we call them mule garitas because it's like mm. a margarita but a mule. So it's the 21 Seeds jalapeno. I have... Got some habanero lime, like simple syrup. And then I just mix it with like ginger beer and or soda water, depending on what you like. Because sometimes the ginger beer makes it a little spicy. But um, it is like one of my favorite, like most refreshing drinks currently at the moment. It sounds delicious. Fantastic. I will be expecting one very soon well i i want to bring you a bottle when i come to visit but i'm scared it's gonna break in my back i'm terrified i brought a bottle of prosecco when i came to visit you, I know you did. and i thought that shit was gonna explode oh the i thought the carbonation in that was gonna like go everywhere but it didn't it was so good by um fantastic it was really good yeah one of my friends that i work with gave me the bottle so sweet he was like he was like little girl you need to take this to your friend Maddie and give it to her. That was a horrible imitation of him, <laughs> but he's from Panama. But <laughs> he was like, you need to take this to your best friend because you and her love it and you both deserve to drink it together. Tell her happy birthday. But anyway, I think that wraps things up for today, though. Thanks for listening. Come back next week to hear us whine about whether it's something in the service industry or something that's just current events that we can't keep our mouths shut about. But thank you for listening and enjoy a little wine.